It's time to doom scroll with Slim Fast. What you don't know could kill you. Murder hornets. Herpes infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. What's going on? We're doom scrolling, my man. Good. Uh, All right. Well, no. Okay. Uh, Bruce Willis, he was in the news a while back because they said that he was suffering from, um, what, what's it called? Aphysia? Aphasia? Oh, it's uh, trouble um, making sentences, I guess. It's what I'm having yeah. right now. Um, but now they've come out and diagnosed him with um, dementia, which is – I know I've heard Snow Cone talk about dementia before. If you know anyone, a loved one who's ever had dementia, not not fun. And he's only 67. I mean, I'm not saying Worst that he's ever. young, but he's not old. You know what I mean? Right. No. That's, that seems young to me to be getting dementia. Promise, Grace. This morning, the family of legendary Hollywood action star Bruce Willis sharing new details about the cruel disease they say he's battling. Plenty more where I came from. Nearly one year after Willis was diagnosed with aphasia, aphasia, a disease that impacts his cognitive abilities, forcing him to retire from his blockbuster acting career, his family saying in a statement, Bruce's condition has progressed and we now have a more specific diagnosis, frontotemporal dementia. Oh, my gosh. That's one of those, you know, when you say if you could cure one disease, I think a lot of people would say dementia. That would be, isn't that, haven't I heard you say that, Snowcone? That's, that's your first one? That's sure. Is that your fear, is dementia? Absolutely. Like mine's pancreatic cancer, Lazlo's is... Uh, ALS. Which, Man, I know, I sorry to say it. That. Sorry to say it out loud, but, uh, I, yeah, I mean, dementia. I've never had, well, I mean, I guess I did. My grandmother had some form of dementia, but they could never figure out what caused it. She got different diagnosis. At one point, there was a doctor that thought that she got some sort of um, blood uh, disease from a mosquito when she was traveling overseas. Like, this was an actual thing. Really? Like, I think maybe she's got this tropical disease. In it. But the thing was, when, when I saw her, she knew who I was. She knew who my dad was. She, she, she recognized us. She was very excited to see us. So it's not like she forgot, which I right. know people who have uh got a friend whose dad's having dementia issues and a lot of times he just forgets who his son is you know who are you and he has to remind him my grandmother never did that she couldn't talk oh right. so she lost the ability to speak so everything was just kind of you know it's just it's it's terrifying now at least she was in her 80s to me 67 is a little too early to be dealing with that senator john fetterman has uh, said he's going to take a break he's checking himself into the hospital for clinical depression. Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman taking a temporary step back this morning after revealing a struggle familiar to millions of Americans. The lawmaker still recovering from a stroke checked himself into a hospital after being diagnosed with clinical depression. Fetterman's office revealing that he met with the Capitol physician on Monday who suggested he seek care at Walter Reed. His chief of staff saying, quote, while John has experienced depression off and on throughout his life, it only became severe in recent weeks. So I read all the stuff that said depression after stroke is super common. Of course, man. It's got to be frustrating. I've not heard that. I mean, it makes sense. Uh, no, you're not walking on, well. You're not talking as well right, as you depending are. On it's frustrating. How, you're not making as much progress as you can. Yeah. Right? Of course. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, every stroke is different. You know, some people, some people have to learn how to walk again. Some people have sure. to learn how to talk again. I don't know how bad his was. I don't know that much about it. But, of course, every news outlet had some doctor on today talking about how common it is for people to suffer from severe depression. He'd already had, I think they mentioned, some issues. He talked about depression right. in the past, but never anything like this. So they said, hey, you need to go to Walter Reed and uh, check yourself in. Which, by the way, can we just point out, while I'm glad that he's getting help, 
that old health insurance there comes in handy in a moment like right, that. Yeah. When you say when your job is telling you, hey, yeah, go ahead and go go take care of yourself and go yeah, to this don't hospital. Don't worry about us, right? right? And don't worry about the cost. Yep. Go right? to this hospital that's part of our our network essentially. Right. It won't cost you anything. And we'll take care of you. It's well, like yeah. when, the, when the guy made McCain mad, but it was such a great question. He said, when in your life have you not been on universal oh, health care? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was good. I mean, because McCain's dad was in the Army, and then yeah. he was in the Navy, and then he became a senator. Right. Like, his entire life, he was on universal health care. So wh- when have you not been on it? Yeah, it's so bizarre that these people are up there, and we're talking about health care being usually near the top, if not the top issue in America. Uh and they all have health care that we don't have access right, to. Yes, exactly. And you hear them talking about, well, you don't want to mess with your health care. What? You don't have my health care. <laughs> right, exactly. Why wouldn't well, at least one of these senators or congresspeople say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say no to the health care that I'm offered well, no, to the government. And I'm, I'm going to try your health care. Right. Now. It's not going to happen. They're not doing it. No. So it's so bizarre. Look, I don't know that you have to. Maybe Bernie Sanders is right. Maybe he's got the right plan. I don't know what the plan is. Maybe it needs to be done by the states. But what we're doing doesn't work. No. And for Fetterman, this is big news that he's got clinical depression. But for a lot of people, you get clinical depression after a stroke, which has probably already cost you money. Yeah. Now you're paying these medical bills for the stroke. You probably missed some work. You're trying to get back to work. You think you're going to take off some time to go deal with your depression after that? No worries. Most people aren't going to. It's just not going to happen. There's a new Super Mario World at Universal. Yeah, I saw that. It does look very cool. It looks really cool. But there's some uh, pushback about one of the rides, the Mario Kart ride. Uh, people are calling it fat phobic. I saw a, uh, I don't know what you call him, a fat activist, uh, something like that. Doesn't sound very good. Fativist. That doesn't sound good. But he's some sort of uh, you know pro uh, bigger people's rights sure. kind of guy out of Seattle, and he was saying straight up, this is fat phobic. There's no reason that the ride should be limited. So. The ride supposedly is limited to about a 40-inch waist. Right. So if you have a 40-inch waist or bigger, you can't ride the ride. Now, they say there's also other things that can factor into whether or not you're too big for the ride. But the people who are mad are saying there's no reason you couldn't have designed this ride so that dads can ride it with their kids because now, like, half of the dads in America can't ride this ride with the kids. I don't know how many it actually is. It seems the Mario Kart ride located in Super Nintendo World can only accommodate guests with waists measuring... 40 inches or less. Okay, so there you go. 40 inches or less. I don't know why to use that guy to pull the... I guess this was the first clip that I found. Um, so there was a guy I saw who said he had a 52-inch waist, and he said, I fit no problem. Hmm. So I, and I, that's interesting because I had heard that Universal had said something about it's not necessarily limited to just that waist size. It, it, it takes in different factors about, you know, I guess how you well, carry your up, weight. It says the average waist size for U.S. adults for men is 40 and a half. Yeah, that's what I saw last night. And women's is 39, it looks like, if I'm reading that chart correctly. Yeah. So the thing I read last so night, like, they made it sound like most uh, dads won't be able to ride the ride with them. Most, I mean, just I mean, if the average is 39, a lot right. of women, too. Right. So I don't know anything about math or how that works. Would that be? It would be a lot of parents... They can't ride the ride with them. I don't know what the, I don't go, you know, I've not been to a ton of theme parks. I went to Disney World when I was a kid. Right. Uh, I don't remember, like my brother played football. He was a bigger guy. And uh, I don't remember any issues. Like this is, I know. I remember my dad not being able to get on and he was a big guy. You don't remember him not being able to get on? Mm -mm. Yeah. I've always been scrawny. So, uh, you know, I take that for granted, obviously. But 
I'm just trying to think of times. Obviously, airplanes, we all know the airplane issue. Right. And sometimes people are charged for an extra seat an extra or they seat. have to, you know, they get the seatbelt extender or whatever it is. Right. Um, but I, I don't think I've noticed it at an amusement park before. I haven't seen it come up. I'm sure it must come up a lot. Just based on those numbers you just sure. read me, right? And well, I don't know, I don't know the, if every ride is that. I mean, no, there must not. not be because, you know, they're making a big deal out of this one. Exactly. I've never had a problem. So if you're on the higher end, though, of that average, then I wonder if there are other rides that they're like, hey, you know. I mean, look, the ride that the, that the guy, the kid, fell off of, didn't they say basically he was too big for it? So they yes. they changed the, the locking mechanism, the right. harness, to be bigger so that he no, could ride it. I think the it. argument could be, too, if they made the ride, and I don't know about this one, but if they made the rides bigger, then would they be unsafe for little kids? Right, I don't know. You but I would assume that that's or... why little kids can't ride some rides, because the seats have to be bigger. Right, the, the, the harness right, is big enough. Right, it has to be bigger for, yep. for an adult. So it seems to me like they could just make certain seats. I always thought the same thing. I always thought like, it was why weird not? that they didn't have, like, you know, on any of those rides. These are the smaller harnesses for people this size. And then, you know, for kids. And yeah, then this it is the... seems like you could have three test seats outside, yeah. like, you know, kid, adult, large adult, yep. right? And, and then sit in which one, and then that'll tell you, you know, where to go. Right, and, and figure out the average of, you seems know, like the famous go through. Okay, we'll make this many kid seats, we'll make this many right. adult seats. Uh, seems uh, easy to we'll do. We'll say this. The Mario thing at Universal looked awesome. It did. It looked really cool. I was I like, I want to go see that. But I don't want to be that person. What do they call the people who, who show up at the amusement park with no kids? There's a name for that at Disney, right? I, I know they have a name for those adults that show up with no kids, and it's not, it's not a good one. Uh, but I would like to go. I mean, look, I know places like Legoland. Is you know, you most can't people don't measure kid, their waist properly either. It's not, it's not the jeans you're wearing. Supposed to, yeah, you're supposed to uh, uh, like a, right higher. above the belly button. Yeah, it's right around your belly button, right? Right, yeah. And so that's, that's you they're... know, most people are wearing jeans, and they're like, ah, I don't wear right. 41 jeans. Right. Well, are you getting the right measurement? And also, like, I, you know, don't kid yourself. Those are vanity sizes, people. What are? On the, the jeans, jeans you're wearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if, why don't all jeans fit the same? Because some people are like, look at that. I'm a Good 38. looking guy. Yeah. You're a 36, huh? Yeah. And, you, and you're like, these jeans just fit me better. Right. And no, they don't. They make you feel better because yeah. the other guy called it a 40. It is what it is, yeah, right? Totally. And I do think um, when people hear about this ride, they immediately think of their, their jeans, you know, their right, waist on their jeans. And that's not what they're measuring. Uh, so I, because when I first saw, oh my gosh, you know, mo- the average American dad. Like the average is wearing a forty inch or forty and a half inch, forty one inch waist. I was like, that seems crazy. But then I looked into it and I was reminded, no, no, no. I was like, oh yeah, I've had to do that. Where they mm-hmm. measure around your basically your stomach and right. they say this is your waist and that's how you know if you're getting a shirt uh, tailored or something like that. Well, for there's a, suit. a picture. Let me see. I saw it. Somebody posted it and it was like male with right forty inch hips. waist. And if you look, you're like. Oh, to visualize what it is? Yeah, it was like because somebody was like, I can't pick, you know what I mean? Like the person was like, I'm, a, I'm like a 33 waist. What's it look like? You know what I mean? Yeah. And. Okay, I'm looking If now. you Google What does a 40-inch waist look like in men and women? Okay, so let's just start with, they skip 40, so I'll go 41-inch waist. All right. How large is a 41-inch waist? There you go, according to this website that I haven't. Yeah. So that's what they give this you. This is the 41. one they showed here. 40-year-old dad. Uh, it says, 41-inch waist is excessively large for both men and women. Don't get me wrong. You can certainly be happy with your physique at 41. So, yeah, but see where they're measuring it there? If you're on Twitch, you can see 
They're measuring it right around the belly button there. And, and this is the guy I saw here. Let me see if I can turn this one around. That they showed. Okay. That guy doesn't look oh that, overweight. They, they I mean, maybe that, that's just our perception now, they, right? They said but that's a forty. He has a forty-inch waist. He had a forty. It says he was a forty-year-old lawyer, and it tells you how much it's men's health. What he what his waist was, and how he got a six-pack and all the workouts he did to get there. Okay, because this thing's showing <clears> me. You know, this is what it looks like. What is a forty-inch show like? And I, I don't know, but it just keeps coming up with these pictures. This is what it says a forty-inch waist. Oops, looks like. Now maybe that's because it would be different on a woman. And so, as a guy, he's bigger around just because well, he's bigger anyway. They're also squeezing it. So, well, they're just showing you this is what a forty-inch waist looks like. I know, but Every she's squeezing I... it, so it looks like if you look at this guy, he's just standing there with his arms down. Yeah. If I click on each one, it's like a thirty-nine-inch waist. So, okay, there's a thirty-nine-inch waist on a guy. Now, you, they just yeah. kind of shows the stomach, but there's a thirty-nine-inch waist for people on Twitch. If you're not on Twitch, just Google. Uh, what did I Google? I think I just did forty-inch waist men. Uh, what did I search here? Oh look, I think it was. I just did uh, forty inch male with forty inch waist. That's it. And then I got the first thing that popped up was like, "What does a forty inch waist look like in men and women?" And then, what size waist do you think you are, Snowcone? I think oh, I just got my jean size, like thirty two. But not your jeans. What do you think you are around there? Do you know? I have no idea. Oh, we gotta find a tape measure. Uh, yeah, have one uh, at the house. Cloth one. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah, one of those soft yeah. ones. You gotta find one. Just, have one at the house. I can't believe I don't have that in my backpack. I should replace the. I was actually using one rabbit. last night. Were you for what? Well, my girlfriend was measuring her her daughter's waist to get new clothes for. Her. Oh, I was, I was like trying to imagine you and your girlfriend alone last night. Why did you be like, what was he using? And you said, well, no. I was trying to measure, or my girlfriend was trying to measure. I'm like, yes, uh, Laszlo, baseball great, yeah. Tim McCarver, dead at eighty one. Uh, you know who Tim McCarver is? As a baseball guy. Yeah, of course. Okay. Snow Cone, you know Tim McCarver? Just from all the tributes I've seen lately. Okay. Tributes are pouring in this morning for former all-star catcher and Hall of Fame broadcaster Tim McCarver. He died yesterday at the age of 81. He spent 21 years in the majors, winning two World Series titles with the St. Louis Cardinals. And from there, he made the jump to the broadcasting booth. In 2012, he was honored with the Ford C. Frick Award for his exceptional work behind the mic. MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred said McCarver was, quote, one of the most influential voices our game has ever known. Did you ever dream of being a um, baseball guy, like calling a ba- calling It'd baseball fun, games? You know, I mean, I know you got the player, the former player, but Mark, just to be the guy, even if you're like, I'm never going to play, to, so to be the person who sits next to the former player, and you travel around the country, staying in hotel rooms, first and class. then you go watch baseball games, your first one there. And then you leave. Yeah. Everything's paid for, obviously, right? I mean, that's it's your yeah, job. That'd be unbelievable. You think it would get older? No. No. I don't think so either. I think it would be like golden handcuffs. One of those things that even if you're like, man, I hate that I don't get to see my kids as much as I like because I travel all the time. There's just no way to quit because you're like, but I'm calling baseball games. Right. You know, uh, every single game. And really, what is it? 82 games away games? Right. So, you, yeah, you're traveling a lot, but. Well, I mean, 82 games a year? Yeah. But it's when you come back, much. at least you're staying for a while. Yeah. You stay for a few days at a time. And then you have a, an entire month off. When you get a break. Right. So, I mean, you can make up that time, and it's really only 82 days. And it's not like 82 days in a row. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, people kind of, when you think, oh, you'd be on the road 82 days. But that's spread out over months. Right. So, you know, you'd be gone for weekends. Yeah. I mean, and I, just, I don't know, I assume it still has that same meaning to a lot of kids, but growing up. Hearing those voices on the radio, because you listen to a lot of the games on the radio. You mm-hmm. know, you're doing stuff on the weekend or whatever. Sure. 
your mom or dad has the game on. I mean, the, we had the games on constantly. They were in the background. Mm-hmm. So you, you'd hear these guys. And now, you know, with, uh, hearing Rex Hudler, I think he does he a great a job. Great job. And him. just a super nice guy. Like, yeah. uh, you know, everybody loves him. That would, it just seems like such a dream job. Oh, it'd be unbelievable. I don't know if it makes you rich or not. Oh, rich, richer yeah. than us. Yeah. But uh, I know the people who are I saying, well, I'd, rather be a, I'd rather be a billionaire. Okay, I get it. But I'm just saying, realistically, no. you know, there are some jobs out there to call baseball games. It's not like there's only two people that are doing it in the country. It's not the impossible well, yeah. feat like calling a Sunday night football game. It's something that I'm sure a lot of people, especially in radio, there are sports people like you thought about. Sure. Like, man, I would love to do that. But And you did sports radio where? In Jacksonville? I did. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. And then... Did you have your eye on any of that? Any of those people? Like, you know what I'd like to do? Or did you think you'd be in sports radio for good there? Was that your thing? Like, I'll just keep doing sports I didn't really radio? No, to be honest with you. Yeah, because you. I were... liked it, but I wanted to do alternative radio. You wanted to do music? I did. Okay. Well, um, I know he Dummy. wasn't. Huh? Dummy. Dummy? Dumb of me. Oh, that was dumb of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like sports is. What's it's so that? consistent, you know. Yeah. It doesn't go anywhere. All the people. All you gotta do is watch the guy before you, right? And then be like, watch oh, TV I in the morning. Disagree or agree with him. Listen to a podcast on the way to work, and boom, right. you've got your information. And if you think back to when we started, like, there's nobody. There's very few people that still work here that worked here when we started. Right. But man, you look at the sports people in town. They've all been here. Oh, forever. They've all stayed. They've all yep. got jobs. I mean, that's pretty yep. good job security. All right, we got to take a break. The Church of Laszlo. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.